0: Hello, welcome back to Missionary Ramblings podcast. I'm Steve Hendricks, your host, and today I have with me Alston and Sherry Brookie. Uh, They're friends of mine um, I've met many years ago through uh, Alston's mother. She went with me quite a few times that she's been on the podcast, uh, and they were at our church and things like that. But they have started up a project called Paid in Full, and I'm going to actually let them introduce themselves and tell you a little bit about that project uh, themselves.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having us. Um, Our charitable organization, we started about a year and a half ago, I think, um, April 2020. Um, It's called the Paid in Full Project. And what we we have kind of three main goals. Our first goal is we aim to help and serve others through short-term financial need. So people in our community who are experiencing financial difficulties and need funds to pay utility bills, you know medical bills potentially food and grocery bills anything they're kind of you know need help with in a short term way as an act of kindness that's our main goal as, as the organization is to meet that need and then our second goal kind of ties into that once that need is met it gives us the opportunity to share our faith share uh you know a new good news about about christ and, and the kind of things he can do for them in their spiritual debt so we kind of handle their their actual debt or an issue they're having, struggling with financially. And that leads into a talk potentially about uh, their faith and a debt that you know Christ can fill. So that's the name of the project's called the paid in full, it has a kind of a double meaning of you know paying a debt in full they have to kind of get them over the hump and a short-term financial difficulty they're in. And then also talking about Christ and the way he can um, pay their debt, their spiritual debt in full and what that means as far as their salvation and and uh, their walk with the Lord. And then our our third point, uh, third goal of ours is to once they have, you know, their need met, they're over the hump of their short term financial difficulty is to kind of teach them and personal financial education to kind of lead them into some of the right paths and choices they can make in their personal finances or their family finances so they can kind of avoid having this trouble uh, in the future, potentially. So it's kind of a threefold um, goal in mind. Is, is kind of our way we think about it but our main goal is um is really just an act of kindness we ask nothing in return um just to help a family through a short-term difficulty there's a lot of charitable charities and organizations um in town and and nationwide worldwide that help with uh financial help you know you know long-term care and there's unemployment and there's homeless shelters and those those are kind of things that are kind of you know, bigger than us, we're kind of a small operation, but our help, our aim is local upstate South Carolina community, and just helping someone over a hump, um, a short-term hump, that is kind of a hole in the system, not a lot of help is out there, we found, for, for that type of thing, so that's kind of our goal.
0: Fantastic, thank you, thank you, all right, um, well, uh, like I mentioned before, uh, I like to start these off with a prayer, just because we are a Christian group, and, uh, I do want to ask God to kind of guide our conversation, so hopefully we will talk to some folks out there that may be wondering, you know, how they can get involved or what they can do. So uh, hopefully we'll touch upon something that will help somebody who uh, happens upon this broadcast. So uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, I thank you so much for Austin and Sherry joining me today. Uh, I thank you for the opportunities you have provided for me to do this podcast and to talk to people who are doing different kinds of work in your world and to help your uh, will along and uh, so that we can all understand different things we can do. Uh, I thank you for all of that. I pray that you bless this conversation today, that if anybody out there is uh, uh, considering something like what they're doing or interested in joining, something like what uh, Austin and Sherry are doing, that you uh, help us speak to them, help us carry the message forward to them, but also maybe if somebody is in need of their help, also that they uh, get to join in and uh, hear what we're doing. So all these things we lift up to you, Lord, in prayer and pray that uh, you bless this conversation. as your son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, so you've kind of covered a little bit about uh, what, paid and full project is and what it does. Um, How did you feel called to do this type of project specifically?
2: Well, um, Stephen, to be honest with you, it was at first when it was uh, coming about, we were looking at trying to get ourselves out of financial debt. It was really more of a, I would say, a selfish ambition. Um, We, you know, we're, we're young, we're just normal, you know, I'm a, I'm a school teacher, elementary school teacher, Austin's a computer engineer. Um, We had um, our children later, maybe eight years after we got married. And so we were able to, you know, save up a little, what we thought was um, a good little nest egg, you know, and go from there. And we thought, oh, it, it would be great if we could try to really hamper down and pay our house off and, and we might even move into a nicer house. We might, you know, have a nicer car or, or things like that. We've always been financially conscious and aware. Um, But I think for the initial beginning um, we're, we're two very ambitious people. And so when we see a little goal or a project, we like to kind of see if we can tackle it. And a lot of them have taken years, like, you know um, but then all of a sudden, you know, as we're planning this to pay this off so that we can maybe, you know, try to find, I guess, what society would tell you is the finer things in life. Um, About two and a half years into our five-year plan of um, paying off our home, God started speaking to us. Um, We're both from Greenville. Uh, We love this town. We love the people um, of our community. And, About two and a half years in, we were sitting in church and we were listening to a message. Um, The week before, I think our our pastor was challenging everyone to do the 10, 10, 10, which is like give 10 more minutes in prayer, 10 more minutes of your time and 10 more dollars of your money um, to try to grow the community. So, um, you know, we took that challenge and then the next week we, you know, left there left our church service, just kind of talking about, you know, like we just feel compelled to do more. We just feel like the Lord has really blessed us. He's given us so many things that we're so thankful for, and we just need to help some people. We just need to do it. So I think it, it was about two and a half years in, I, I distinctly remember our, our mindset shifting about six months after that. Um, we started looking into things like 503, sees, we started looking into, do I need to contact a lawyer? How do we do this? Um, Could we do a website, you know, things like that. And then it's, it's crazy how it all came together. And I really feel like um, when we started to act on what we felt like God was asking us to do, which to a normal person might sound crazy. Hey, the Lord's asked me to just give our money away. We're just going to give our money away. Um, That might sound uh, crazy, but once we started entertaining the idea, Austin and I both agree, we feel like we became more blessed, like the plan we had to, the aggressive plan to pay our home off was not something that probably would have been accomplished and, but things, just crazy things kept happening. Like I I might tutor and make extra money or, you know, things like that. And so all of a sudden, when we started entertaining that idea, we just felt like the Lord was just opening every door. We would meet people who were like, oh, I'm interested in that. So we didn't really go really loud with our idea or our plan, but we did talk to a few people in our Bible study group at church. And uh, the primary reason for that was just to get some feelers, like, you know, see what people thought about it. Was there a need in the community? Could they help us think this through, but also to hold us accountable? um, Because we knew that if we were to really truly give into this calling that we have been compelled to do, that um, the, the tests and the trials would definitely come, most certainly. So, um, you know, re- it just kind of started, I think, selfishly. And then it um, blossomed into what we hope is something very beautiful. And even if it helps just one person, we know that we're doing what God asked us to do, I think. Um, because of that, you know, we are a low budget, um, you know, little 503 C in Greenville, but, you know, we know, and we've seen in our own lives, like God can make very big things out of very small things. And so we hope to one day, you know, do even make even more of an, of an impact than we currently are making. We hope.
1: Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add to that real quick. I, you know, like she said, like basically our original goal was to pay our home off in five years and be completely debt free, you know, the whole Dave Ramsey thing. And that was great for us to get on that on that path. And and we ultimately met that goal. But I, I, like she was saying, like halfway through our process, we realized we're not going to finish this goal and just go buy, you know, well, a lot of people do. And it's fine to go buy a bigger house or a car or go live in a way that you know it's more comfortable, more comfortable life, and that's that's fine, and that's you know people do that, and that's fine. But I think for, for us specifically, we we're called to take that money that's freed up when our debt's gone, and then just use it to help other people, um, and that's what we try to do basically.
0: Excellent. excellent. Yeah, I will mention a couple of things there. I want to hit on a little bit. Uh, you talked about the fact that you uh, taught with like your Sunday school groups and things like that uh, because you wanted them some accountability. And I think that's a lot of group people out there that want to start projects and it's in their head and they keep it in their head and they don't ever vocalize it to other people sometimes because they're afraid of how people will receive it. But it's so important to have people not just to give you support along the way, whether it's just verbal or emotional support or prayers, but also, like you said, hold you accountable. Hey, how is that project going? How was it working? Are y'all reaching your goals? Uh, you know, when I first thought about becoming a full-time missionary, I verbalized it, and people kept asking me, and it kept putting pressure on me to keep dogging after the fight, you know, to find my spot in the world, you know, and had it not happened, I might not have stuck with it long enough to actually do it, uh, to find my spot that was right for me. Uh, but yeah, I think people should get people involved early on mm-hmm. just for that purpose. It, it People ask questions and, and it keeps you accountable to what you're supposed to be doing. What you I'll be honest
2: of. with you. Yeah. If we would not have done that, Stephen, um, you know, we actually our small group leader talked us off the ledge one time when we were, uh, we, I came home from work one day and uh, there's a power line in the back of our home and they, you know, that I guess is called an easement and the utilities companies can come out there and clear cut. Well, they did, I came home and the entire backyard was just clear cut. I I mean, I was devastated by that. Me and the kids had like little bunnies out there, you know, that we played with, foxes. And I was like, that's it. But, you know, we don't have that privacy anymore. I grew up in the country and I, you know, I just enjoyed the trees and the animals and things like that. And um, I was just devastated by that. And I was like, it's time to move. We've got to go, we've got to go. And so um, we actually went and looked at a house. I kid you not, one time. And then our small group leader found out because Austin was talking to him about it and he called and he helped us really. Like he talked us off ledge. He said, no, absolutely not. This is not what you're going to do. You are, you were called to something. Mm-hmm. You have to do this. Um, and so I did not know how, you know, cause I re- I'm a really kind of a sort of a private person on that end and I didn't really want to share but I'm so thankful we did because I knew the trials would come and they sure did right towards the end right when we are about to pay our home off and have that extra money to where we could help other people um it happened of course (laughs) but um yeah so our bible study leader actually called us back and reminded us our purpose and our calling and and that gave us the strength to continue
0: right Yeah, we have to remember we're, we're mere mortals. Uh, we have failings. We have trials and tribulations. Uh, we don't always stack up well against. I mean, uh, I don't even consider myself a tenth of Job. Uh, you know, I cave pretty easily sometimes. Uh, so, yeah, it, being accountable and have people that will help you through those things is so important. Uh, if you want to do any type of ministry work, I don't care what it is um if you just want to go out on the street corner and hand out bracelets to people you're going to get discouraged at times and it helps to have people to bolster you and, and encourage you along the way yeah. uh the other kind of thing i want to just talk about a little bit maybe is i am not as well gifted it i guess the financial accountability as the two of you have been uh all through my years uh I did not do as well, you know. I did not set that goal of paying off the house and everything and, and, you know, did not do all the things I was supposed to do early on uh, at your age to to achieve some things that would have made me much better off now. But I think it's funny that as I look back on things, after I quit working as an engineer, quit uh, closed up my company and took a foreign mission job uh, with a thousand dollar a month stipend, uh, I am better off now financially than I've ever been in my life. And I I think it's funny sometimes to look back on that and how I've learned how to change everything I do to what God has called me to. And, uh, it sounds like something along those lines has happened to y'all as well, that y'all were more stable than I was, I guess, or at your age than I was, uh, I was a little loose and fancy free, and always looking for those fun things. I guess. Uh, well, So I, I applaud y'all for that.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's awesome. We had a similar. I mean, when we first graduated college, we had student loan debt, and then we first couple of years of marriage, we weren't smart with our money, racked up credit card debt. And, you know, but if we were in the same boat. We just kind of caught our footing early on and realized this is not the good path, right? This, and so we were, <laughs> and so one of the first things we did, we we did like a, a short term goal: pay off the credit card debt. And, Get rid of our car payments, you know. So it kind of built from there, and one of the last things was the house, and that was, um, you know, not for everybody. Not everybody can do that, but you know, we just kind of like Sherry was saying, as, as the, you know, the five-year plan was in progress. We got blessing after blessing financially, and it was just uh, you know n- nudges from God, as we say, to like keep moving forward and keep going on this path, and that you know that's kind of the whole story.
2: And I'll say this: um, we're both two very down to earth people who just we don't really uh, we've never been fancy kind of people, I guess. Even if we were millionaires, we would still be wearing, you know, I would still be wearing my shoes I picked up at the uh, local consignment store. Um, That's just who we are as people. Um, We've never really needed things. I think Um, that's been helpful. But also let me tell you the number one thing for people our age. So um, I was 36 and Austin was 38 when we paid off our home. Um, and I think a key to that is living below your means. So when we bought our home, we bought a home that was under our budget. Um, and we were, um, you know, we did buy it during the financial crisis. I think it was like 2009 or something like that. So, you know, all the mortgages were, um, just, it was a bad time for home buying at that time. So when we bought the home, um, you know, I know God showed us this one right away, but um, we also had many opportunities to spend more. And I think one of the key things is, is uh, don't try to keep up with the Joneses. I think that's one thing that we learned early. Um, it's just not worth it. You know, I think um, the worth of helping a family going through some kind of crisis has been so much more um fulfilling than any, uh, new car or home could ever be, I think. Um, so I think, you know, those were some keys and thankfully we're just people who we're just not, you know, we just, we never have needed a lot of things. Um, so I think God, you know, that's another thing. I think that God, it proves to me that God created us who we are for this ex- exact purpose. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and I think there's a big movement right now that, uh, memories, not things, right. you know, so instead of, uh, racking up things, rack up memories, especially for families with the the kids, uh, to have those memories with the kids and the kids to have those memories, especially very important nowadays. And I think more and more people are starting to move to that kind of philosophy. And I, I'm, I'm glad for it, uh, because I think we, uh, as a country really went through a stage of got to have more things. And right. it's nice to see us move away from that. Yeah, um, This is a, um, when, when we talk about spiritual gifts, um, the one that gets left out of a lot of people's accountability is the spiritual gift of giving or uh, sometimes called stewardship. Um, and, and it seems to me like y'all have really got that spiritual gift that that seems to be, something that's strong with, uh, the both of you. Um, how did, how did you discover your, your, that spiritual gift?
1: Yeah, I think for us, it was, you know, we first were married, you know, we didn't give a lot to the church, um, initially, um, we didn't do a tithe and we didn't do, you know, any kind of large offerings. You know, we give, you know, a few $20 here and there, like, it wasn't like anything organized or a lot to the church. And then we, you know, as time went on, we matured more, especially when our finances you know, uh, kind of stabilized. We got jobs and everything after college. Um, we started giving, and we realized the more we gave, and we started giving a tithe, the more we tithe to the church, the more we would get. It, it, people say that a lot, but for for us, it was true. Every every, you know, every time we increased our giving or, um, you know, gave more to the church, we would get. More pay, you know, from from our jobs, or we get. Sherry had some side tutoring jobs, and I had a, a website business, and that that would pick up. And it's funny, the more we, we couldn't out. I like to say you can't outgive God. <laughs> the more we gave, the more we were blessed financially. And it's you. We when we were young, you, you know, I did. I just you couldn't. I didn't believe that. You know, <laughs> until you actually get into that habit, and then we realized, well, we if you can't outgive God, let's just let's set a goal to you know do this big thing. And then this big thing can lead to another big thing. And, and we can, you know, have the ultimate goal of helping people and, and giving. And, and one of the things we did uh, our church, we go to Brookwood church here in town. One of the things we did years ago, we did surf fest. It was, a, it was like a, a weekend long or day long uh, thing where all over town, people were doing things for the local community organizations, um, kind of just serving people. And there's a variety of things, different, different things you can do. One of the things we did one year was acts of kindness, and that stuck with me because that day, basically, we, we were giving out gift cards to grocery stores and gas cards, and people filling people's gas up, and plate of cookies and, and, you know, just kind of treating people unexpectedly out of the blue, you know, giving them these gifts and the smile on people's faces. And they just couldn't believe that some stranger off the street would pay, fill their gas tank up or would buy them groceries that day. They couldn't believe uh, that kind of kindness existed. And that kind of stayed with us, or me personally. And that was kind of the inspiration of, you know, of what we're doing now is unexpectedly someone you don't even know is willing to knows your story or got referred to your story and it's going to help you out. And, you know, like I said earlier, that helping uh, that gift and meeting that need and just seeing the smile on their face is enough. But then the ability to share your faith as well, that kind of leads right into that. So.
2: And that really stayed with me because when I was a small baby and my mom and my sister were in their car, this is actually how my mom came to Christ. A, my mom had given my sister a handful of change and told her to go in, you know, this is 19 early eighties, um, goes in to pay for a couple dollars worth of gas. My parents were very, um, you know, very, very, um, just kind of poor people. And so my sister goes in with this handful of change to pay for a gas, um, And this man comes up to my mom. He says, Ma'am, may I fill up your gas tank for you? And she says, Oh, no, no, thank you. I can't. I I don't take things from strangers. You know, she was very skeptical of him. Um, And then he said, Well, ma'am, what if I told you this was a gift from God? And she said, Well, um, okay. So she let that man fill up her gas tank. And when he was leaving, he handed my mother a tract, like a gospel tract. And my mom, as she was leaving, uh, the gas station, you know, flabbergasted by what had happened to her, uh, opened that track up to read it and a $50 bill fell out. And that $50 bill, she had been praying somehow, some way for $50 to buy it. It was mother's day. And so she wanted to buy her mom a present and that fell out. And that right there impacted my mom. So that was the first seed planted for my mom. And then the next, I think six, within the next six months, some ladies came out knocking on doors, witnessing, and my mom accepted Christ. So uh, for me, uh, it's been easy. I've always been the first person to give. I feel like that's very easy for me. I I know that's a skill. Um, It was not easy for Austin to give when we first got married. I think to any couple, you should know that that's a process of giving. Um, So I would, you know, I would write a check for whatever. It it didn't even faze me. Um, I always have been like that and then Austin I think it was more of a process for him and but then I would notice him you know he'd do a little more and he'd give a little more and then we were right all of a sudden writing these huge checks for our tithes um but that's what we were supposed to do and I feel like um by doing that, you know, we eventually got to the point where it was, just, it's just what we do now, you know, uh, but we did take that step in faith. But like I said, it is a process. And some of that process is challenging yourself. Like our men, like our pastor challenged us, you know, pray 10 more minutes, pray you know, give 10 more dollars, things like that. And so it's not an easy thing for people to do because, you know, that trust, like Austin said, is not there. Sometimes, especially if you've not experienced that in your lifetime and your walk in faith with uh, Christ. But I think through the process of slowly upticking, God will reveal himself to you and, and, and the things that, um, you know, he wants you to do. And for us, it was to give. Um, and so it, it's, a, it's a it's an interesting thing, you know, but it definitely acts of kindness from from that surface and, and stuff has just been one of the things that have just impacted us tremendously. And then, you know, me knowing that personal story from my mom, I know the impact. It has an internal value, you know, because of that, I'm a Christian, you know, and I hope that my children are Christians. So it just, it was the gift that day at that gas station that kept on giving.
0: That's a great story. Thank you for sharing it. All right. Um, Any specific Bible verses that have kind of led you into this ministry or that you feel, strongly about as you share uh this ministry with others
1: yeah um we have a our, our website is the project.com. we have a few listed on there but some of the our favorites that kind of are fall in line with our goals are is second corinthians 9 8 it says and god will generously provide all you need and then you'll have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others that's kind of our mantra, right? Mm-hmm. God, you can't give out, out, give God, and and God will provide everything you need. Just, you're trusting Him, and then you'll have an overflow, and the overflow, um, you know, we think should be helping others. That's kind of our mantra there. And then our a second one we have is First Philippians four nineteen. It says, "And my God will supply all your needs from His glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus." And that's kind of what we share with people when we kind of mentor them in personal finance, health, you know, it, a trust in God is important. Um, and, uh, you know, just know that God will supply your needs. You, you may feel like, you know, you, you're short on, you're short on the money for the month, or you, you don't, you don't have a, enough food in the, in your pantry to, you know, for the week. Uh, but first and foremost, trust in God and God will get you through that. Um, you know, time in your
0: life you think you just need more than you have and God will provide for sure. That's great. Um, Those two verses you mentioned uh, kind of bring me up to something I didn't mention in our pre-questions, but um, I've had this issue sometimes, especially in Tanzania, uh, but Peru some too as well, Uh, a misunderstanding sometimes of what that means to be blessed in riches. And I kind of go back sometimes to the Lord's prayer about my daily bread and remind them of the story about manna and how they could get manna uh, as they were traveling enough for the day. And on the weekend, on, on Saturday, they get enough for two days. But if they got any more than that, it would go bad.
1: Right.
0: And I, I sometimes struggle with the understanding of uh, wanting versus needing in those requests that are made sometimes. Have you had any issues with that, uh, with people coming to you asking for things? You don't have to be specific about numbers or anything like that. But
1: um, Yeah, I think sometimes the um, majority of our calls are, are really people who need help. Um, people get referred to some uh, people who just, you know, have about to have their power cut off. And this, uh, this particular case was wintertime. It was a very cold winter, a couple, uh, a year or so ago, um, and so we have a lot of stuff like that. One guy's so those are nature. neat. Yeah, exactly. Those are wolves; those are neat. Exactly. Okay. And one summer it was a really hot. Summer I think it was last July. Um, a a father, a single father who was working
2: of five children.
1: Yeah, he um, he got referred to us, and the AC went out, and they were already kind of scraping by, and it wasn't something that he had the ability to pay for anytime soon and it was mid mid-july and it was hot and he had five kids at home and, and remember during the, during it's the pand-
2: covid yeah. yeah so they couldn't go anywhere right
1: it was during pandemic so at the house all day every day And he's out trying. he's in construction he's out trying to work and bring home you know pay him food for the family and they're just stuck in that hot house so those are definitely needs we get a lot of needs but there are every occasionally we'll get a few things i think we had a request a couple months ago uh, a young man wanted a car. Um, You know, I think he may have needed a car to get to work. And I think this was a need in some respect, but he was, he was asking for, for something I think, you know, our organization is not quite big enough to, you know, pay for a car for somebody. We actually did donate a car to a family. Mm-hmm. A friend of ours actually had an extra car. We did donate a car to that family who was had no car at the time. Which-
2: yeah, and they were trying to get to uh, medical treatments to receive chemotherapy. Right. Uh, that was an absolute need, you know, right. uh, because those are daily treatments. Um, but I will say that, uh, yes, there have been some strange things happen, but we do try to have like three forms of reference. So that might be a copy of a bill. Um, It could be a personal reference from a friend. Uh, It could be a coworker wrote you something. Um, we, We try to we, we helped a family with short-term housing. And one of the ways we did that was um, they sent us a bill. So there's a copy of a bill. And then um, they got a, like a front office manager to write, you know, that they had been current until, you know, recently. So there's a small process that we've learned to implement here. Um, Yeah. And we try to weed out the wants and the people to
1: try, mm -hmm. maybe try and take advantage of, you know, the, you know, what we're trying to offer. Um, we, We try not to give any cash to anybody. We try to pay a bill or we try to, you know, get a gift card for a grocery store or if they're needing groceries and their money's tight. So and and one of our rules is, um, you know, we try to stick by is when we do help a family, it's a one time thing. So you might take advantage of us accidentally once, but you can't, (laughs) you know, since there's so much need in our community, we can't our goal. And we're not we're not very big yet. Our goal is just kind of help a family one time, uh, meet a need and then then, you know. that's kind of it, you know, for now. But eventually, I think we'll, we'll try to get bigger and, and have ongoing support for people who really need it. But so it's hard to take advantage of our organization more than once simply because we have that rule. It's a one time. It's a one time thing.
0: And it's a hard thing for any type of ministry organization. You, know, you always are trying to to weigh uh, helping people and also protecting those who are giving from being taken advantage of. I think that goes for all types of ministry projects. We deal with that in you know various overseas missions about we want budgets. We want to see you know how you're spending your money and things like that simply because we want to make sure we're good stewards of how we distribute the money people have entrusted to us. And I'm sure y'all are the same way. you're trying to be as good a steward and trying to be as loving and as open, but it's a delicate balance that you play along those lines a lot of times.
1: For sure, and we try to be good stewards of, of donations that come to our organization. We're very blessed. We have um, some people who do reoccurring donations to us monthly, um, a few times a year. We do donation drives every couple of times, uh, maybe two or three times a year, to kind of raise money for a project that we have ongoing. Um, most of the funds are donated by you know ourselves, um, but we have been very blessed, and we have been very encouraged to see a lot of donations coming in to you know kind of help the organization. And they see what we're trying to do. Um, and, the, and, and help us and we don't want to take that uh, for granted or take that lightly. That's hard earned money that people are donating for mm-hmm. for a cause. And we just don't want to, we want to make sure we do our due diligence and we're actually helping people who do need help, you know, with those
2: funds. Yeah. And we have very low costs. We try to keep all of our costs down. Austin, you know, does our website for us. I write a lot of our content, just being a teacher and an engineer. Um, we don't have any staff. We do um, really everything ourselves. I I have, you know, I've made calls to power companies. Um, Austin's made calls. We've called doctors. I've got nurses, um, our friends uh, who own Bella Vista Dental you know, we've made phone calls to them and said, Hey, can you help us with doing a dental work even? So sometimes we just uh, run into really good friends and connections and people who are also willing to support us in that way. So they may not even be supporting us financially, but they're sharing their gifts um, with us. So that's been very helpful.
0: One thing I've uh, talked about on this blog quite a few times in the past is the fact that I'm a huge believer in the fact that, um, Everything we do uh, related to missions has to be relationship based. Uh, it, it, if it's not relationship based, you just, it's just not really digging into anything. Um, and a lot of times that relationship basis has to be uh, to understand what people really want as opposed to what they think they want. Uh, but also, uh, from what y'all were describing there, it's a relationship basis to understand people who want to help who may not know the way that they can help, but through their relationship with you that you build and strengthen and work on, they find y'all find ways for them to plug in and do things like dental work or, you know, uh, helping in other ways, but y'all seem to have built a lot of relationships along those lines where you're offering people opportunities to jump in and help. They may not have known about otherwise.
1: Yeah. We even had a, a friend of ours, uh, I believe her 10-year-old daughter was baking cookies <laughs> and doing bake sales at, at farmer's markets in Fountain Inn in Simpsonville, and Simpsonville, and she would give a portion of her proceeds to the project.
2: She did, and she has a little heart for Jesus, and she baked so many delicious um, treats, and she was able to donate over $200 to the paid in full project. And she was our first business partner. She was our first donation. And I'm going to tell you that $200 made the biggest impact because that we used that money to get that family of five who was stuck in a home during COVID, um, an air conditioner. And, you know, uh, to fix that air conditioner, it didn't cost too much over that. Now, is that not really sweet and special?
0: <laughs> a That's just, it's, it's like uh, Jesus noting the lady who gave a penny and saying, you know, that was all she had to get. Uh, you you hear a story about a young girl like that. Who's really stepping up to the plate.
2: And you know, what's funny. Uh, Another thing with that, the guy who we sent out to go fix the air conditioner, we met him because his name was on the air conditioner in our home. So we met him Austin, you know, we bought this house. His name was on there and he had been installing them, um, and, Austin said, I'm gonna call this guy one day when we needed some Freon or something. And we've just been friends with him ever since. Um, so we sent him over there to what we thought was a completely uh, depleted air conditioner. And you know, those can be thousands and thousands of dollars. And he is so skilled and knowledgeable. He fixed that thing for 200 bucks or something, exactly what our, our friend's daughter raised. Um, and we were able to take care of that. We took care of their power bill. We got them some groceries. Um, and it was so big to them yeah.
0: That's so fantastic. And yeah, those are relationships and, and those relationships have now helped people participate in God's will. So it's not always about relationships with the people we want to help.
2: Mm-hmm. Sometimes
0: it's relationships with the people who can help. So that's yeah. fantastic. I love. I never that.
2: thought about it that way. that's I love that.
1: Yeah, yeah it, prob- it probably touches uh, their lives in some way as well. The ability to help, partner with us, and help another family right. who's, who's in So, need.
0: many people don't know what to do; they don't yeah. know how to help. And so, a project like yours gives them those opportunities. Fantastic. Um, when you first came up with this idea, you talked about you talked to your Sunday school class and everything. Your family and friends were they all supportive, or did you have a couple go? Are y'all nuts? or anything like that uh you know, you know you, my, my mom carly she's she's a part of our board
1: so a lot of our projects would come up to the board for to kind of determine if it's something that we want to do and and, and, and that's kind of our process we can talk about in a minute but yes she was aware of it and she was encouraging Thought it was a great idea and she's been uh, uh, a great partner with us in this whole process
0: yeah she has a work, work for missions
1: yeah, she, yeah, she's great. And the we didn't we actually didn't share it with a lot of people simply be, uh from our, our family simply because um we, we just we, you know we had some, a few friends knew about it we we didn't want to you know broadcast um it to them besides you know a few a few of us uh, just simply because we just we, we didn't know like when would the we actually complete it you know when we would start the start the process up to start the charity and, and get it get it going um, but after we, you it's know. almost
2: like we didn't trust ourselves for a minute, you know, like,
1: right.
2: um, hey, Lord, are we really doing this? Are, like, are you sure you want us to do this? <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, that was a little part of it too is like, let, let's just make sure we have, you know, let's make sure we have the legal paperwork. Let's make sure we have everything rolling, you know, on the internet for, for the people to see. And so we really didn't tell anyone because, in a way, we wanted to just be careful, I guess. Um, yeah, they, they, but they've been uh, definitely supportive
1: uh, mm-hmm. since we've launched it. We have, my sister has donated a couple, couple times. Um, my dad's donated. so it's a it's it's one of those things that they're starting to see um, and you know what we're doing, and they're and they're and they're and they're liking what you know what the goal of it is, and, and they're supportive in that way. But yeah, we just didn't tell a lot of people before we launched it. I think yeah,
2: I think also too the reaction you might get from um, what are you talking about? You're gonna you're gonna give your money away. You're just going to give it away, um, you know, without going into all the details of the vetting process and all that, you know, that does sound a little, a little off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, once we worked out the kinks and rolled it out, then mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, okay, I get it. I see what you're doing now. And you can see the gap in the services around the community. There, is, there isn't anything short term. Um, you know, there's some housing for people, but there's a huge process for that you know, they have to wait three months sometimes on a waiting list. Um, You know, and it it also helped because, you know, Malden, uh, one of the churches in Malden that Austin's mom attends, they have um, a a housing facility where they are partnered with a program. They let people in. Well, I think one time a family was like, needing some furniture. They had finally gotten out of that home. Um, they were going to their own home that they had waited on for several months or whatever. And the difference between them having their furniture in their home, the one that they were, you know, getting access to now they were finally getting a step up. They just didn't have the money to pay the $500 storage fee, um, to get their furniture out of storage. And, and I looked at Austin I said, you know, that's something that we could do. That is a short-term thing that we could do to, to help this family. They have lived in this home provided by the church for X amount of months. You know, they finally have been approved. They finally gotten income housing that would match their income. And now they don't have a bed to sleep in. You know, that is something that we can do. And so really, um, those kinds of opportunities were presenting themselves as well. Um, but we can do that for them. We, we're called to do that for them and to help them. Mm-hmm. to have a bed to sleep. It was their own furniture, but they couldn't pay the bill. You know, I didn't have to go out and buy new furniture for them, but but we could pay the bill.
0: It, yeah, it sounds like y'all are a lot more flexible than the, the programs I do know about, because most of them yeah. are, are geared towards specifically, uh, we'll pay your electric bill one month, we'll pay this bill one month, but they only pay a specific type, one or two kinds of bills. Whereas it sounds like y'all will probably handle multiple kinds of things that they could do they still need to present a bill but uh it, it's different things other than just a utility bill uh so y'all can help in other ways where people sometimes really need help uh, yeah like and, a repair. And
1: we can't do everything we're like i said we're just we're, we're, we're a small organization um you, you know but it, it's opened our eyes to how much need is out there just in our local community just in the upstate um it's a is a lot of need and it's a little overwhelming at times so we've had to be uh, you know just just careful that we're, we're good stewards with the money that we have and, and, and you know we're doing the right thing with it and trying to but we can't take on a big project but we can definitely plug holes in people who need you know this short-term help
2: yeah and also we can't choose anything because everything which we want to You know, now that we're helping people and we see how that changes their lives, we want to do more. Um, But like, you know, like we said, 90 percent of the funding is from us, from from our income. You know, and we're not rich people by any means, you know, a teacher and an engineer. We've got two small children. um, But with what we do have left over, we've been called to use it. And thankfully, um, others have been called to give and serve as well. And so I think we've met more need just because of those simple facts. Um, But that doesn't mean, you know, uh, this started uh, the day, I feel like it's almost the day of the pandemic, right, is when this whole thing started. So we we're very young, but we've also been going during COVID. So we haven't had the opportunity to meet and, you know, grow our funds and things like that. Mm -hmm. We're just a little bit social media based right now. um, So we've had to do more. But also, you know, God's given us the opportunity to prove, you know, to him that we're going to do what he asked us to do, I think. Through this time. And so in the future, we do hope to get bigger.
0: Well, I, I one of the other questions I want to ask you is how anybody who's listening to my program can help. Uh, there may not be many of them yet. Uh, but um, I, what I'm going to do is put the link to your website in the, the show notes and in the blog and things like that. Um, so if anybody is out there and they've heard the story from Austin and Sherry, uh, consider going to that website. Uh, reading through some of their success stories um, and also, you know, maybe consider contributing uh, to help further their calls so they can reach more people. Um, on that website, you've got uh, a lot of projects that you have completed. I didn't see any current ones on uh, on the list, but what, what do you have on tap right now that you're looking for funding for? Anything specific?
1: Yeah. The tricky thing is um, a lot of times we'll, a need will come in and it will be so, so quick. The need needs to be met. We can't, we don't have a fundraising lead up time to meet it. So oftentimes okay. we have, we have funds in place, um, you know, for the organization account that we kind of use anytime we, we see the need and we kind of broadcast, you know, what we're doing on there. We don't, we don't put any names of course, we, of it's course. all yeah, anonymous, whoever who's giving is anonymous and who's getting, um, the help is anonymous, but, we, last year was a big success for us and, and touched a lot of, of people and we got a lot of good feedback from was we're going to do a Thanksgiving uh, donation of meals. So last year we had six families who referred to us, um, actually five families and, and an organization that we held. But, but six uh, meals, we would, we partnered with Bucky Bar- Bucky's Barbecue in town. We get a big turkey, three or four big family-style sides, drinks, uh, pumpkin pie, apple pie, and we donate to that family so they don't have to worry about cooking Thanksgiving dinner that day. It was all delivered in the morning, and they could, you know, heat it up and get it cooked for their family that day. And that was a, that was a great success for us. Um, it touched a lot of people who these are people who were going through medical hardships at the time. Um, they, you know, couldn't get out of bed and cook really, you know, a big meal for their family. Uh, people who were having financial difficulties um and it, it was a, a blessing to them and a blessing for our kids because our kids were involved in delivering those meals on thanksgiving day in the morning and just kind of dropping them off um meeting these people you know um you know shaking their hand and just telling we love them and here's uh and
2: pray with them and pray with them um, yeah we even got to feed one um nursing home facility, the staff there, um, you know, because they're not home with their family, they were recommended to us. And so we, of course, pick them up. That will be upcoming as well. That's in November. Um, and there's, there's always a need. So I'll say that it may not look like we're pro- like, you know, projecting that to the community at the time, but there is always something going on in the background um, where we're helping someone with something. And I, I, we found that there's, there's so many needs, um, just right here. And, you know, sometimes it's heartbreaking and sometimes, you know, you want to do more than you, you really can it, but we, you know, it's, it's a prayerfully considered thing. So when someone's recommended, it's, it's really prayed over. And we really just ask God to show us, you know, where would you have us serve? these these folks. Sometimes it's, um, I can't help you, but I know someone who does. Um, just right. working in the local schools, I, I have connections with some community partnerships that um, will step up and help. Um, and I can, I can get them in touch. I have, uh, you know, friends who are nurse practitioners who are willing to listen to, you know, these young moms who have Things with their babies, and they, you know, want to call them and and get some advice, um, just because they just don't know. They don't have the resources to to talk to anyone. So it just depends on what it is.
1: Yeah, I think the holidays um, yeah. is a big time. We get we get a lot of referrals. People having you know trouble um, during Thanksgiving time, Christmas time, you know, where um, you know sometimes your money you know people need more money or feel like they have um, things they, they they can't accomplish without some help and just like I said even Thanksgiving just simple a, a simple Thanksgiving meal donation um, would be great or if you have it, not only donations to the site would be would be would be awesome but even referrals if you know anyone who needs help anyone that you that we we can connect with and help in any way whether it be just be a, a simple electric bill pay or just, you know, give them some groceries or, you know, especially during the holidays um, when money can be tight. So yeah, I think donations or referrals are something we're always looking for on the website.
2: Yeah. And definitely prayer. I think Um, prayer for God to continue to reveal for us, um, you know, his plan and his will for this. Um, I know that Austin and I have talked about this before, um, you know, but a goal of ours would be to like write a curriculum um, to teach people some, some, basic, I'm not talking like Dave Ramsey things, but like just some basic financial, um, educational type classes. Um, I have personally a heart for single parents and single mothers, um, in particular, and that's maybe because I'm around them a lot with the students I teach, but, um, just, just te- teaching basic things. Like, um, did you know that this resource existed? And a lot of those moms or dads, they don't know about the resources available to them. And I think just getting that out, but, you know, just just calling these folks together and loving on them in the way that um, you're not just giving out money and helping, but you're helping them for their future, for the future of their children. Um, You know, these are not big things, but like, you know, for example, you take your family out to eat, Um, you can still do that and do it low budget, but have a really nice time. You know, we we did a a calculation on like, if you just got water when you went out to eat, that saves you over $1,000 a year. Um, It's it's the tiny things that and I just do regularly just because we're I wouldn't say cheap but I say frugal maybe um it's it's those things that really um they really add up so you know we don't go to the grocery store really we order everything online because that helps you to um you know we go pick it up at like the grocery pickup but you know that helps you to stay in your budget it helps you to not see the thing on the end cap you know and buy it so just Mm -hmm. little things like that that you know People in this busy world, they don't have time to think about. But if someone points it out to them, I guess um, they're like, "Oh yeah, you know." And, and those little things right there, they add up and they free up cash to help them snowball their way out of this thing called debt. You know, um, so that's a that's a long term goal. I think in the future is to have that as well.
0: This is fantastic. Uh, there's one other thing I noticed on your Facebook page. Um, Y'all were showing pictures of uh, people tipping uh, some specific thing y'all were promoting or uh, can you tell me about that?
1: That was uh, Sherry's idea so the pandemic you know the service industry has been hit hard they're overworked understaffed you know people get angry with it because their food's not there fast enough or their order's wrong and, and these poor people are just you know, overwhelmed, you know, during, especially during the pandemic, a lot of people are out with un, unemployment, and they just, these, these places are just kind of, you know, getting by, and every day is like a, you know, a new challenge for these, some of these, especially restaurant and uh, service workers, so one of the ideas Sherry had was to just uh, start giving a large tip, uh, a noticeably large tip, so just to bless someone who, you know, who's uh, in the restaurant industry, and they and have families, and and she talked to uh, a girl who was engaged to be married and was moving soon, and um, could obviously um, needed a little bit of extra help and, and money to kind of on this new this new life path she was on. And she was excited about uh, you know moving to a different place. And 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 Sherry, on the spur of the moment, we decided you know let's give her a big exorbitant tip and write a little note to her, encourage her, and um kind of share our faith in a little note and and, and maybe it kind of make her day and that kind of snowballed from there and we i think we did it you know five or six different times and we had some friends we we, we kind of encouraged to do so and they were they started to do it and so we you know i think we total amount we i think we tipped over five hundred dollars and, and large tips to to help. When we, yeah,
2: that's when we started counting it. We have been doing it before, just because we felt led to do that. Because you know, you got to think. Um, you know, some people would think, "Why would you do that?" You know, that's crazy. Well, these people serve our families. I know. I really count on them when you know I've worked all day and I have um, you know kids in sports and things like that. And and here they are taking on sometimes two, three different roles at one time, and that just kind of weighed heavy on my heart everywhere you went in town, there was a help wanted sign. Um, But I got, you know, it was was the relationship thing. Um, My gift is I, you know, my superpower is I can talk to a brick wall (laughs) is what I've been told. So um, I just struck up a conversation with this young lady and she was really overcoming some things in her little young life um, that a lot of people probably will never face. And hearing her story about how she pulled herself out of that situation and had overcome some illnesses and things like that and and the goals that she had set for herself um it just it just made my heart feel as if I want to help her get there you know I want to see her be successful and I don't know she it sounded to me like she had never really had a good cheerleader before and so um I felt like God was saying, you know what, just help this young lady, help this young lady take another step. And I didn't, you know, we may not have helped her take every single step, but one step forward, um, when you've had a really hard situation, I think is, um, that's the key to the next step. Right. And so eventually I hope to see one day her accomplish the things that she shared with us at that meal. Um, and, and it's, and, you know, and I I'm thankful for our friends and supporters who also decided to do that as well. We actually got several thank yous, um, through our messenger for the thing where, you know, so-and-so at this place heard about it and they just wanted to say thank you for acknowledging them during this hard time. So, you know, it definitely blessed people. We know for sure.
0: I heard it best. Uh, somebody told me, said, you know, in this time of the pandemic and everything with people not showing up to work, uh, we really need to be thankful and gracious to those who did. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, uh, my tips may not have been as generous as some of the things I've seen, but I've been, definitely raised my percentage wise quite oh, a yeah. bit lately. Oh. It's cause you know, you're right. They're, they're going through hard times. It's shorthanded and, uh, we need to be thankful for those who are showing up to work right now and getting things done. So it's nice to, to recognize them and putting that little message like God loves you, or you know, uh, have a good day, something you know, yeah, helps. Every, I think
1: every small little thing helps, really. And it, it may turn her day around, which turns her week around, which gives her a whole new direction. And
0: you know, and you never know when it's going to be a situation like it was for Sherry's mom, That's where right. somebody's struggling and they're having trouble.
2: At the end of the day, I think the main goal for Austin and I is, is not necessarily to stand on the side of the street and yell at people, but it's to plant a seed, mm-hmm. right? It's a small seed. We may not be the uh, the end part of the process, but we just hope to plant a seed. And then we know that if we plant the seed that God called us to plant, then he will do the rest of the work, right? Yeah. Um, and so we just have to play our role. And I would encourage anyone else, if God's pricking your heart about anything, um, just, just listen, just, just sit still and listen for a while. You know, this was a two and a half year process, I think. And, um, we're just grateful that the Lord chose to use this us in this way.
0: A missionary friend of mine always puts it the way it was in the Bible about how you may not be the guy who plants the seed. You may not be the one that waters it. You may not be the one who, you know, harvests the fruit. Maybe you pulled the weeds around it. You know, there's so many steps along the process and God put somebody in there to plant it, to plow the field, to, to water it a couple of different times, to, to weed it and then to harvest it. And you don't know which part you get to play a lot of times, but if you play your part, then the fruit will come. Um, so, yeah. That's
1: all. Yeah.
0: Well, guys, thank you so much for being with me today. Again, I'll put your information in the show notes and the blog. Uh, So people, please check them out. Um, uh, It's called the Paid in Full Project, and uh, they're doing good stuff. So again, thank you for being with me today, uh, and good luck. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it.